Support for Accounting for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. What did we think about that amazing match between Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa? Here are thoughts. What does Brandon have to say? Probably not nice things, but I have nothing but nice things to say. <laughs> WWE Fastlane is tonight. We give you our predictions. I tell you the correct winners. Brandon tells you the correct losers. Anyway, this is episode 118 of a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast. Hey, yo, it's showtime. Here we go. Buckle up, mask up, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo. I'ma set the stipulation and scenario. Force count everywhere, doors drop everywhere. Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere. Eyes all white with the cold stare. You know I had to go there. Hell yeah, the flow so real. Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. You ain't really ready for the boss. No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Shooting star deadly off the porch. No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. The most electrifying, steady with the source. Not a penny in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts. Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts. What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast. Brandon Brown, a happy Hello. Sunday to you. Sunday morning. What is wrong Rain with you? What, what is wrong with your eye? I think I, I got the Brian Cage eye. I don't know. I don't know. How what do you mean you got the Brian Cage eye? <laughs> Remember, like, <laughs> it's a little while back. I'm dying by Brian Cage's, like, lids were all swollen. <laughs> don't remember that. Yeah, but Brian Cage does amazing, amazing athletic stuff. I know, he does. He what does. Do, what do you do? I, like, I, look, there's not that much you don't difference wash your hands Brian you Cage. That might be partly, I hope that's not it, but. I, I'm pretty sure that's it because there's, there's, that's the only way you have pink eye. Are you saying Brian Cage doesn't wash his hands? No, I'm saying Brian Cage has an excuse because he probably like got hit with the ladder. The only thing you got hit, what? the only thing you got hit with, is a harsh dose of reality that Come you're on. probably going to be on welfare for the rest of your life, Brandon. Look, man, I'm working <laughs> on my uh, my Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know. So I, I might have taken a, a bump to the eye or something. You're working on your uh, BJJ, all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. BJJ, hundred <laughs> percent. We're trying something new here. I'm sure you all noticed that Brandon's audio quality is amazing. And you can actually hear the baritone in his voice. Go ahead, Brandon. Talk. Ooh. Go ahead. Talk like this, Brandon. Baritone. Baritone. We got a lot to talk about, though. Let's get into this, Brandon. Uh-oh. What happened? D- what happened in the world I have of news. I wanted to Uh-oh. announce this on the podcast. <gasps> I don't owe you money anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on a minute. I bought you WrestleMania wow. tickets night one and night two. Floor Ooh, seats. Wow. Floor seats for WrestleMania. We yeah, are going to COVID uh-huh. Mania. We are going to WrestleMania. Okay? Now, how, how much did you spend on uh, the uh, second night? That's what I want to know. This, it's the first night and the second night were the same exact price. Oh, uh, so I'm getting swindled. So now I owe you money. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Consider the debt paid. 
Wow, I've been no. swindled, folks. No, no, bro, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Let, wait, wait, let the record show. <laughs> let the record show. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. I thought he was doing Listen to how he heart. just contradicted himself. No. He was like, so I owe you money now because he understands that WrestleMania, that I spent more than I owed him for WrestleMania. Now that I say consider the debt paid, he's saying he got screwed. <laughs> I probably spent like three or four hundred dollars more than, wow. than he spent on me. But because, <laughs> how are you screwed? How are you screwed in this situation? I know. I thought he was. How he was are being you screwed? Guy. If I owed you like 600 bucks and spent like a thousand, how are you screwed? It's all right. We got floor seats. That's all that matters. Because we've been trying Wait, to someone, do no, floor someone seats. Someone please make sense of what, what just <laughs> happened here. Because Brandon Brown is telling me that because I spent more money than I owed him, <laughs> that I screwed him. I screwed yeah, Brett. They, screwed Brett. Brandon, yes. you know what? Just give me your $1,400 uh, stimulus money. <laughs> because you obviously you know don't what? need it. I already had to spend like half of that, man. I don't For know. what? <laughs> I didn't realize it, but I guess I've been going crazy with the credit card. And then I like look at my credit card bill, like what the heck? I gotta go check the charges, man. I think somebody's got my. No, got I think it was number. a couple nights at Mons Venus, probably going <laughs> yeah, again. And probably. how's the chat doing? Everybody in the live chat, how are you guys? Welcome, welcome. It is noon on a Sunday. Everybody's excited. Everybody's popping off. We got a lot of people in the chat. We got a lot of people mm -hmm. on the Instagrams. And Brandon. Yeah, I, dude, I'm, I don't know, man. I actually am really looking forward to. Yeah, yes. Look, Hollis yeah. says Brandon Shush before Kenny invites someone else and your shit out of luck. <laughs> I, I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. Again, I, I'm going he's to say kick me out of the pod anyway. Might be rounding up night. a little bit here, but but I don't understand how we came onto the podcast. I owed Brandon six hundred dollars. I've paid the six hundred plus another four hundred, basically four <laughs> WrestleMania tickets, and he said, "Wow, he got screwed out of the situation." <laughs> Please, someone make sense of it. <laughs> Look, th this is like this could work out. We've been trying to get floor seats for a while. I remember, I guess, what was it? A while ago, when we were going to the different menus, we were like, you know, if we if they ever get having in Tampa, we'd be able to maybe splurge a little bit more to get floor seats. To be, any, you know, to be, uh, to be honest, it wasn't splurging. It wasn't splurging okay. at all. It actually probably cost about the same as we normally about spend. About the same. Wow. Um, okay, nice. Oh, and actually, you don't know this, but our friends uh, Kevin and uh, Steven that we went to WrestleMania 35 are going with us, too. Oh, wow. They're fully nice. vaccinated, so you need to get vaccinated in the meantime there, Brandon. Uh, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, yeah. Really let's not get into it before we get demonetized. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, 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 Brandon, we got two probably two huge things to talk about. Um, yeah, okay. someone update April because April just got hi April. Good morning. She just got in the, here and said, "What did Brandon do now?" <laughs> it's too <laughs> early for this. Uh, someone update her in the chat, please explain. Uh, uh, probably two main things we want to talk about here are obviously the Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match. So let's get into that first, and then we'll get into our uh, WWE Fastlane predictions. I will give everybody the correct predictions. You'll give everybody the wrong I, ones, I, I, and look, then we'll go I from there. I would give you people locks. All right, who's people Brandon, getting rich off if, of me if right people, now? If people People had bet off bet on you. Not only would they have lost four hundred dollars, they probably lost most of their life savings. I should be getting paid for these predictions, man. I'm doing this for free. I'm Hollis, giving you guys free. Hollis says it's Brandon. He will never make sense. I disagree. <laughs> Brandon will always make sense. He'll just never make dollars. Now here we go. <laughs> so Brandon, let's get into it, yeah. man. Did Where you we actually? First? Did you actually watch? I, let's start off hot and heavy. Did you watch oh, Thunder okay, Rosa? Yeah versus Brett Baker in the unsanctioned lights out match. 
Yeah, it was. You know, it was crazy because I, I kind of wish people hadn't uh, talked about it. But I guess uh, since it was taped already, people were already. I was but hearing wait, already wait, before. Wait. Like, oh, here's my yeah. question: How uh, how is that anybody else's fault? To me, that's your fault for for like <laughs> not being able to abstain from the spoilers because I hadn't heard anything about this match, and I actually <laughs> yeah. went in cold. You know what I mean? Right. It's not look. That's like well, you see. That's good. You lucked out. Yeah. But that's like saying, so that's lucky. like saying, man, there's too much porn on the internet. You know, there's just all this nasty stuff. It's like, wait, 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 Brandon. That means you're searching for it. That means you I were searching for it. Searching for it. I think I was looking at something else related, but it was probably like wrestling related in general. But then they brought it up. They're like, "Oh yeah," and people just need to tune yeah, in yeah, this week. Yeah, apparently, it was related yeah. to Thunder Rose and Britt Baker for Brandon. Let's just yeah. say it like that. <laughs> yeah. So people kind of kind of spoiled a little bit, but I was like, you know what? People people are excited about this. It sucks that it's taped, but you know what? I want right. to I want to tune in and watch this right. and see what's going on. Um, I actually kind of like the. The whole episode there there was actually I thought it was a good episode. I thought I thought there. NXT had yeah. a good episode too for that matter but right, right, right. Uh, AEW Dynamite uh you know my critique has usually been like the tape shows kind of have a little bit of a lesser feel than mm. um than the live shows but this is the one that you know I I, I wouldn't <laughs> have known that this was taped. Where are you laughing at? Right. Well, I was going to say do you think they took the risk of main eventing them because it was a tape show? No. Or was it one of those things where it was just the good thing that they had? So, so they're like, all right, let's, yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. Uh, and, 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 you know, I, I will say um, a lot of uh, female fans have kind of come to me and made the criticism, and rightfully so, right? Like, so I'm not here. I'm, I'm a guy. I'm not here to speak on the women's division from a women, woman's perspective. I'm just telling you what I've heard. Um, a lot of women have been really upset with the women's division in AEW and how it's been presented and not getting enough time on AEW Dynamite and things like that, right? Now, you know, I'm always a glass half full kind of guy, but, you know, I thought it was a glaring omission. You know, I thought the, the women weren't getting enough time on Dynamite. Um, but this week felt different, right? So obviously we've had the women's eliminator tournament. This week, we had AEW Dark Elevation debut. And again, I'm glass half full kind of guy. I said, this is the women's week. This is the week where the whole division is going to change. And I've been telling people that uh, because you had literally four or five um, women's division matches on AEW Dark Elevation. And then Thunder Rose and Britt Baker were main eventing on Dynamite. So I said, if there is a week to have a changing of the guard, it is this week and it's going to completely change. I had this feeling, but, you know, you don't want to say that, you know, you don't want to necessarily um, I, I put it out that I think the main event's going to be amazing. But you don't necessarily want to, like, jinx things, right? You kind of want to let it happen. Sure enough, after Wednesday, it's like there are more eyes on Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, and the AEW women's division than ever before. And they need to run with that momentum. That's why I didn't want to critique AEW too much in the week leading up. Because to me, it was like, once this match happens, they're going to be forced, no matter what, to keep going with this momentum. Sure enough, that's how I feel here. Yeah, I, I really wish this it this didn't fall on a St. Patrick's Day. I wish it was just like a regular night. I think it probably would have been even better. It had more it, viewers. Uh, I get what it. you're saying. I get what you're like saying. Live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get um, what you're saying. Um, but yeah, they had to start somewhere though. You know what I mean? Right. And, and and again, it was a, a specially themed episode, so technically they do get more ratings um, right, there. Right. They did get the highest ratings of the night. Um, I thought it was there. You know, I thought I thought it was there, and and you know, Hollis comes says there were plenty, just not famous names, and that's where where I say, okay, hmm. how do you become a famous name? 
you know what I mean? So the argument, and, and this is why I never accept the argument. So we go back to WWE when people talk about WrestleMania and things like that, you know, to compare right. it. You know, when people talk about, um, you know, you have your, um, you want your up-and-comers to have matches, but then you say, oh, well, if they put on these guys, it's not going to get good ratings. So it's like, <laughs> wh- which one do we want? We can't satisfy church and state here. If we want them to be bigger names, we have to give them exposure, right? You have to risk the exposure, right? What I liked was during the match, they cut to Jade Cargill, right? So it put I eyes on her running. during the match, right? So there you had a, a, another star in the making, and she was like very visibly happy about the match. So, I mean... There's little things that it's like you can see AEW like don't misconstrue what I'm saying. You can see AEW ramping up on the women's division. It is very obvious. Okay. And that's why I'm remaining optimistic. I understand the criticisms of the women's division, but that's in the past. Right now, right now, us complaining about the, the women's division, the lack of time that they had and things like that. Right does nothing because Wednesday was just a stamp of approval from AEW and let um let's not lose sight of the fact that Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa hit it out of the park. An exciting oh, yeah. amazing match. Hardcore match. Brandon, this is a- actually um this is actually one of those where I say remember I-, I told you I don't like the hardcore matches that go into the 30 to 45 minute range. Right. This was almost 20 on the dot. It was like the perfect amount of time. Perfect amount. Yeah, the perfect amount. (laughs) Everything about this. Each other up perfectly. Yeah. Everything about this was amazing because if it had gone another fifteen minutes, it would have been like too much. You know. Has this been? Do you think this has been the? This has probably been the best hardcore match that Dynamite has had or AEW's period would have shown period period, and um, I'll rank this above the the Moxley and Omegas. Right. Wow. You know what I mean? And, and, and right, from yeah. full gear last year, um, because they had a sense of like, you know, this is our time and this is our time to shine and we're going to go take it. There was like this hunger. You could sense it going into the match. They started off hot and heavy. Um, Rebel, oh, yeah. Reba, whatever you want to call her, was willing yeah. to put her body on the line. You can tell that it was like literally like everybody was out for blood. No, no pun intended. Everybody was coming to show what they had to offer. They knew more eyes were going to be on them than ever before. They were in the main event. You get the ball, you got to run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And props to Baker, man, because she's been like getting messed up. Like this whole messed time. up. She got her nose busted up. Uh, She's been coming before, so it's like, yeah, like she, she's bleeding from this country. She's hardcore, all right? Yeah, I agree. Britt Baker is hardcore. Agree. No, but speaking, but we're talking about uh, people are saying something about comparisons to WWE. Let's talk about comparisons to WWE because we go online right afterwards. Everybody's just, you know, pumping up the women's division and rightfully so, you know. But then you got these little couple people who just are especially toxic and they're saying, <laughs> hey, that was better than, uh, you know, Bailey and Sasha. And that was better than mm-hmm. than these other fuse. And they were t- specifically talking about Brooklyn, the Brooklyn match between Bailey and Sasha. And then I go, they next to Brooklyn. Right. Are you literally just comparing them because it's the women's division? Because to me, if you're enough of a fan, you realize that these are two completely different matches. Right. And it's apples and oranges at this point. You're literally just comparing them because they're four women, right? Bailey and Sasha had a very technical match, a very technically sound match with a lot of storytelling. Thunder Rosa. And Britt Baker was a brutal, hardcore match. These are not two compare. You can't compare this, right? Yeah, I don't like comparing. Yeah, these. You know what I mean? And it's like literally, literally. I'm not going to discredit Bailey and Sasha off the fact that Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker was awesome, because they were both great in their own way. 
You know, there were different flavors of wrestling matches. I'm not going to sit here and down either one of the of uh, the women's division, like either WWE's women's division or AEW. Literally, you just want to make it WWE versus AEW at that point. Right. When in reality, you, go ahead. What are you saying? Yeah, I was going to say, I was wondering, like, yeah, it's like, so you, like, don't subscribe to sort of the, the thing where it's like, it was easier for them to do stuff because it was a hardcore match as opposed to just like a, you know a straight up match and so the straight up match you know the wwe people put on was, was better all, all around it's like to me it's like comparing the expendables movies to the to marvel movies like i mean they're hard-hitting action movies but like they compl- they serve completely different purposes right mm-hmm. like one is like a fantasy movie but one is like a like as many guns and and shooting as possible with explosions you know what i mean so it's like mm-hmm. to me it, it it's not fair to compare them and i don't i don't subscribe to uh you know the theory that good storytelling reigns over hardcore or or this when you can tie them all together um that's when i think that you you have something there right which they did a good job, right? And then going back to like Sasha and Bailey, they had a, a lot of physicality in that match. Not necessarily a hardcore match, but when Sasha's stomping on her hand and, you know, going crazy and, um, you know, trying to injure Bailey, there's a story to be told there, right? Right. You know, when Britt Baker's uh, and Thunder Rose are pulling out thumbtacks, right? There's a story to be told there. It's just, it's again, it's just different flavors, right? It's all right. ice cream, it's just different flavors. And the WWE, they don't necessarily need to put on a match like this with their females in order to sort of match but, anything like. But that's okay. So they? one thing, one know. thing I want to say about matching stuff, right? right. Um, I want to give kudos to the commentary team during this match for the simple reason that they did something. It was a subtlety. Remember, you got three males on commentary, right? So there's a risk, bluntly, of ignorance because you know we're guys. We don't necessarily know sometimes how to how to put over. Uh, something else that maybe that we're not familiar with right like you you can argue that maybe you should put in like someone like a like that's why nxt is so good you got like a best phoenix in there to pump up the women's division and really show from her perspective what's going on i want to give credit to tony uh tony shivani jim ross and excalibur for one reason right they never once said this is a brutal women's match this is something we've never seen from the women this is not usual for the women which they could have that would have been that could have been the route that they went for to try to pump up the women's division does that make sense like what they want to sell it they want to say this is the best women's division in in the world they never went that route which did something for the viewer at home it literally said the women's division and the male division are on par with aew it literally was we don't have to pump up and fluff up what's going on here this is a brutal match this is a brutal, um, this is the most brutal match we've seen in AEW. You see what I'm saying? Right. Like, they didn't, again, they didn't specify. You know, they said these ladies are, like, so I think it was uh, Jim Ross said, these ladies are killing each other. And then Excalibur comes in and says, you know, these warriors are coming in and killing each other. You know what I mean? So, amazing job it's a subtlety but it was like just this little little thing i noticed that they didn't necessarily have to hype the division as much as they hyped the two athletes that were in there which is a uh trickle down effect it'll affect the whole division in a good way without having to say it yeah i mean as you know critical as we've been of 
you know the women's division over in AEW. You know they still got a lot going on, and they can right. mix and match stuff. So you have the you know the sort of Joshi stuff going on, but right. you also have this. I agree. You know, and you can feature both and mix it together. I totally agree. Because you literally had on AEW Dark Elevation, you had Maki Ito uh, versus Rio. And it was a completely, again, we talk about different flavors of ice cream. It was a completely different flavor. One I'm not used to because I'm not as familiar with the Joshi wrestling. And to see those two, and they were literally competing against Raw. And I made sure to still keep on AEW Dark Elevation because there was no way I was going to miss that match. So kudos to AEW because they're starting to find like just the way to turn it up at certain points. And where to, you know, like I give AEW big a lot of credit for one thing. When there are criticisms... They seem to lean into it, right? They always have a plan that we don't necessarily see. When we talked about Sean Spears not having a storyline or MJF faltering, they seem to always just kind of put them on the back burner. Kenny Omega and Adam H- Hangman Adam Page. They put them on the back Bucks burner. Too, yeah. They kind of like coast them. And then when the time is right, they turn up the volume. They had a plan with Kenny Omega in that AEW title tournament. They had a plan with Hangman Adam Page. You know what I mean? So I give them credit. And MJF obviously just created the pinnacle. So I give them credit because I'm like, you know, like I'm critical of Orange Cassidy right now. I'm like, (laughs) maybe they're they're doing the same thing. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I have a little bit of trust there because, hey, maybe um, maybe in a little bit, Orange Cassidy will turn the volume back up. By the way, um, Kyle says, Kyle of Apron Bump here says, hey, Brandon, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Oh, vanilla. That's about right. Yeah. I mean, your personality is vanilla. The type of girls you like. Never mind. (laughs) It's just um, good ice cream, you know? You always got to try the vanilla ice cream anywhere you go first. I mean, that's the standard. Just to sell you what's indicative of my mentality, I have a different ice cream flavor depending on the day and and where I'm at. So that is literally to tell you that I'm a very open person, unlike Brandon, who is very vanilla. But I also like cake batter. Yeah, that's always good. Oh, cake batter is always good at cold stone oh man oh, oh that cold stone is well yeah we're gonna know wants to get a whole yeah. conversation about cold oh, stone man. but that's okay it's it's really yeah. good stuff but getting back to um you know just to finish off on on brit baker and thunder rosa i'm excited to see where the vision goes here uh brit baker is a champ literally there is a moment you know where i'm like okay that's her that's that's the it moment when they cut to the camera and she's got the blood all over her face that's her austin 316 passing out at wrestlemania uh 13 moment that's her becky lynch busted open uh after uh, before survivor series moment that right. is the moment where you went Britt baker's a star right and i feel bad for thunder rosa because i feel like everybody's paying attention to Britt baker more in this match when we got really? her, oh, we can't yeah. we can't forget that thunder rosa was a part of this equation too oh yeah okay so that's that's my thing and i i dude i don't know when and i don't know how but i'm gonna make it happen i'm yeah. gonna get those two to talk about that match it's, it's my dream <laughs> there's my dream all right i'll just tell you i'll just i'll leave it vague like that because if it does happen yeah. i want anybody stealing my idea here <laughs> um now, I, baby, I'm out of the loop, but do we know what's up with uh, Thunder Rosa? Like, is she, like, a part of Dynamite, or is she still okay. sort of... Yeah. I was actually pointing that out to somebody. Somebody was like, oh, okay. where are they going to go with Thunder Rosa? And I said, for all you know, this was her swan song in AEW. Because the NWA <gasps> is opening back up. I think today is actually um, the NWA's pay-per-view. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know her con- contractual status. We don't know her obligations. My point is, literally, she could be going back to the NWA, and we don't know it. 
Okay. Um, that being said, I hope not because obviously right. I, I hope she can capitalize on this momentum. Um, either way, whether she's no longer on AEW anymore or whatever, but I, I kind of speculate. Yeah, that might have been her swan song, you know? At least well, for a little still, bit. We got Cargill at least. Yeah, to fill it in. Uh, <laughs> Cargill's <laughs> actually amazing. She had a match herself, yeah. a squash match, basically, but it showed her off amazingly. Um, again, just a huge week for women's wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. And I, I love to see it. I um, I really did. Um, and then people are asking, where do you go with Britt Baker? I'm like, where do you go with Britt Baker? She better be challenging Sheeta for that title now. There's yeah. no reason that you can't use Britt Baker's momentum to propel the AEW women's title. Because arguably, Britt Baker's more over than the champion. Not even arguably. She is more over than the freaking champion. So at what point do you pull the trigger on her? You know what I mean? To me, it's like, you better have her feud with Sheeta. You better have her take the title. All right. That's all I'm saying. And then, yeah. Uh, Nyla Rose, you still got that? Nyla uh, yeah, Rose they, is still they have hot. A lot. Yeah, they That's still what I'm saying. Like, to, for to all the criticism yeah. we, we said, like, summer of 2020, they have completely revamped the women's division to the point where, like, anybody could be in that spot now. Hot division. Amazing. But, um, you know, I was talking earlier about Maki Ito and uh, Riho. So there's something, a topic I want to talk about, all right? So was it Friday, Thursday, I think it was, um, Maki Ito's Twitter just goes missing. Oh. And there was a post right before uh, it went missing that was something about, you know, Jim Cornette fans basically going off on Maki Ito saying not so nice things about her, right? <laughs> and I'm just going to call it out because, you know, there is no um, disdain when I say this. I love my fellow uh -huh. podcasters. I'm not going to mention names. And, you know, they, they also did message me privately. Say, hey, I didn't mean to get you mad. I said, hey, I ain't mad. I, this is literally just a difference of opinion. I don't have to be mad at you on a personal level. I'm just telling you how I feel. So the issue I had was this. A lot of my fellow podcasters started saying, Screw Jim Cornette fans. Jim Cornette fans are toxic. They caused Maki Ito to deactivate her Twitter. This is the, and, and it is disgusting. And they went into huge rants. And I'm still seeing rants on that, right? And I told people, y'all might not want to comment on that because we don't know the situation. We don't know what it is. We don't know if she deactivated because she needs a break. We don't know if she was hacked. We don't know what's going on. And you're speaking, assuming something happened that didn't. I got people telling me, so you're, you're defending Jim Cornette fans? I don't understand how when you say something like that, right? When you play devil's advocate, how that translates to me defending Jim Cornette fans. Because I'm going to tell you, Jim Cornette fans are idiots. I'm going to tell you right now uh, on air. I oh. hate Jim Cornette fans. I hate Jim Cornette at this point. But let me tell you something, Kenny. Maki, you know, can't sing and she's a piece of shit. You know, like I, I hate. Jim Cornette fans and Jim, it's a toxic community. But I told people, don't speak on things before you know what's going on. Always notice how I tweet out. Go on my social media. There is a way I tweet out. It's either tongue-in-cheek, totally tongue-in-cheek, or it's if Jim Cornette caused Maki Ito to de uh, deactivate her Twitter, then this. There's always <laughs> an if. There's always a speculative measure of it because it, I'm, not, I'm not a part of AEW. I don't know. Okay? Neither are you. So you stop assuming, but everybody was going off, going off about Jim Cornette fans, right? And then they said, but Kenny, come on, it's obvious. She deactivated right after that tweet where everybody was going after her. It's obvious. And I said, oh, is it? Because then she posts something on Instagram and says my Twitter was hacked. Uh. 
So, so does, I'm not, does this happen to a, a few people getting hacked? Look, I'm just yeah. saying when I'm when you're in a situation, we can all agree. All right, Jim Cornette fans are toxic. You adding toxicity to that does nothing to help the situation. When you become just as bad as the people you're critiquing, but from the other side of the perspective, you don't have my love either because all you're doing is instigating. Again, I completely agree that his fans are the worst. I completely agree that they shouldn't have said that stuff to Maki Ito. I'm just telling people, don't comment like you know, because it comes back to burn you. And sure enough, it did. And that's where this other podcaster friend of mine is literally like, hey, sorry, you just seemed like this. And I said, yeah, but that's what exactly what I was trying to tell you. You know, when the mob comes for, for somebody, it's like you don't want to start killing people without knowing the full scope of it. Right. Because then people go, well, you agree that that person should have been hurt, hurt, but not killed. Now you're taking it to a too extreme because you thought it was something else. Right. That's all I'm saying. Ignorance is created in those extremes. You know, yeah. Intelligence lies somewhere in the middle, which is why Brandon's so black and white. (laughs) 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 You want shades of K? You want shades of K? Shades of K. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hopefully she'll get get her stuff back up. I I think she got it back up. I think she's. I I think she's got it already. Um, Yeah. And I think it's it's completely fine. And um, people say ignoring Twitter helps. Exactly. Uh, It's true. (laughs) But Brandon. Yeah. Um, let's go into a different. To- <laughs> let's go into a different topic. I don't even know if I want to tell you this. The uh-uh. host for WrestleMania 37. Oh, yeah. Uh, one Titus yeah. O'Neil and uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. It's a brilliant. Do you feel this is bro. tone deaf? I think I think they did it on purpose, and I think it was a good idea. Here's, here's, here's my thing. I know what WWE was going for. And WWE basically said... I mean, they're both from Tampa, right? They're both from Tampa. Yeah. They're both Tampa yeah. natives. They're both Tampa's biggest thing. But it is a little tone deaf. <laughs> so I don't know I how else to say this, but I, it's tone deaf to have Hulk Hogan with uh, my daughter shouldn't date these kind of people. <laughs> and then Titus O'Neil, who is of that skin color, with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> So it's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I feel like this, this, this shouldn't have happened. There's something in me like this. Like, there's no way this is real in 2021. Like, I, like, I would have oh, just put yeah. Titus O'Neil out there. Or at least oh, not put man. marketing to have, maybe put like one marketing that was Hulk Hogan night one. One marketing that was like Titus O'Neil t- night two. That sort of thing. But to put the them on the posters separated. together. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Oh, geez. When you say it like that. Well, when you say it like that. Kenny? Come on, Kenny. When you say that, when you say it like that, you make me sound bad. But uh, I don't know. It's just it felt tone deaf to see a big graphic with a picture of Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Titus O'Neil. No, it's funny. It kind of reminds me of a. Uh, well, like, let me tell you that. something, brother. I got my brother Titus O'Neil here, and he's standing here, and I I think he's the greatest dude in the history of professional wrestling. I got no problems with the brother. Like I, <laughs> I got no problems with the brothers, brother. Uh, it's like uh, that video on YouTube, I think, where it was like Kramer after his stuff, and they like edit all those clips of him. Like, all the different I know what you're talking stuff. about. I know what you're yeah. talking about, and and that's awesome. horrible. But dude, Brandon, uh, nobody else knows what you're talking about. But oh, let me tell you something, man. brother. Titus O'Neil is somebody who is good for the Tampa community. You know who isn't good for the Tampa community? Me. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> man. Give Tampa a bad name. Oh, man. I think personally, right? I think personally. Yeah. I get 
Tampa, the Tampa host. But to me, it was like, it should have been Billy Kay. I tweeted this out, and I got like almost a thousand likes mm. and retweets. It should have been Billy Kay and Bailey. Uh, like, you have two of the, the hottest. Yeah, not even, forget, that's the thing. You see, it's not, it has nothing it's to do with the ladies. And that goes back okay. to the, the commentary on, on Dynamite. It's, it's a consequence that it's the ladies. I'm literally just talking about these are two of the hottest talkers in professional mm. wrestling right now. Forget their gender or anything like that. Like, literally, it's just, you got a case that, yes, obviously, it's two women hosting would be huge. But it's just going to do a lot for them being the, the talkers that they are. I don't know. Just to me, like Hulk yeah. Hogan hosting his third WrestleMania doesn't really do a lot. And there's a part of me that's <laughs> like, damn it, why did it have to be in Tampa? Even though it's 15 minutes away from my house. It's like, it had to be in Tampa to get Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I like it, man. I mean, Hogan, you know, you associate Hogan with Mania, you know what I mean? He's Hogan. No, I get it. Hogan. And that's the thing, I get it. If you and take Tampa, everything away, if you out, take like everything perfect, away, yeah. right? And I guess that's how WWE's looking at it, right? They're not taking any of that into consideration. They're just like, okay, it's WrestleMania, so obviously Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> it's in Tampa, so Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Hulk They're Hogan and Titus, Titus O'Neil. Yeah. And then they're probably thinking like, hey, like, you know, the consequence is... Yeah, we're showing solidarity, if you will. And wait, wait, Fernando. Fernando's yeah. saying Billy ain't hot right now, Peyton is. Okay, okay, first of all. <laughs> Peyton Royce hits one good promo. Doesn't mean she's hot. Because they haven't followed up on it. Billy Kay has had build-up since January. In this character about resume and all of that like stuff. So she's... The point is, she's still a hotter character. So if we're comparing them, I disagree. But Kyle says it correctly. Put the Iconics back together, damn it. Exactly yeah. what I'm saying. The, the Iconics should have not dissolved as much as they should have had a loose affiliation. They can still mm. do what they're doing, but come back together when needed. They can have two separate characters. I don't like this idea sometimes of, you know, we got the two Australia girls. They got to be the same character. As the Iconics, where it's like, Billy Kay can have the resume stuff. Peyton Royce can be more serious and kind of be the straight person of it and go, what the hell are you talking about kind of thing to her. It works. You don't want to talk about the odd couples. It's so funny. They have odd couples. They love that dynamic. But then when uh, you have, like, the Iconics could have had that odd couple stuff while still being the Iconics, they refuse to do it. I think they're all hot, so. Brandon, that's exactly me. why. Yeah. You have guys like me who have to talk about the women's division in in a, a nice way because all you can yeah. all you know is looks, no, which no, is I, funny I because you, all you know is something that you don't have. But anyway, let's get into <laughs> let's get into fast lane. Oh, actually, no, scratch that. There's one more th thing I want to talk about before we get into fast lane. Yeah. Okay, um, the fact that um, on WWE Network there was a playlist called "This Is Daniel Bryan" put up yesterday, Saturday mm -hmm. morning. But underneath the caption said 2001 or 2021 Hall of Fame inductee. And then it was quickly what? taken down. Uh, does somebody make a Was this a spoiler? Is Daniel Bryan. You see, people are asking if you think Hulk Hogan's hot, by the way. <laughs> yes. He, <laughs> yes. Oh, the answer course, is yes. Hogan. He definitely Come does. On, what you, Brandon's into blondes. Um, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, Going back to it, um, was this a spoiler that Daniel Bryan was going into the WWE Hall of Fame? Does it make sense for him to go into the Hall of Fame now? I, I mean, why not? He's had you know a long career, you know, outside of WWE. I think he's got enough resume. But then obviously, I think he's done, like, and then the stuff he's done in WWE, I think it's Hall of Fame worthy. 
that's not that's not the question you're you're going off of oh his accolades of course daniel bryan's a first ballot hall of famer all day my question is, is in 2021 is he going into the hall of fame because he's an active member of the roster so is it that he's retiring or is if we're going off oh. of it, it has to be that he's retiring because i don't think he would go in as an active member of the roster this would be like his last hurrah his last foray into the world title scene going into the uh you know obviously but i feel like that's obvious that he's going to lose then you know um right but wasn't that kind of anyway? Is this kind of do you shut your mouth, with Fastlane? <laughs> um, we'll find out at Fastlane exactly. Um, I think it's going to be a triple threat at, at WrestleMania, but I could be at wrong. Mania, okay, I could be wrong. Um, I kind of think it was a mistake. I don't. I think we're, we might, people might be reading into this too much because I think last year they posted our truth as a 2020 Hall of Famer accidentally, and it, there was nothing to it. So I think they were oh. testing. What I would again, I'm guessing, but I think they were testing a a uh, playlist for the Hall of Famers, and then they accidentally put that title on Daniel Bryan. Same uh, thing like they did to Our Truth last year. But speaking of the Hall of Fame, it's actually been reported that uh, Batista won't be going into the Hall of Fame no. uh, with this class. And I wanted I wanted your thoughts on that. Is it just a <sighs> scheduling conflict? Is or, or are they saving him? What do you think is right. going on here? I mean, I think you could save him. I mean, you already got what they're because they're doing the NWO. They, uh, to me, yeah. So that's yeah. like a big. They already have like a big sort of group name that you that you're putting in there, right. so you can save him. And for something else. they have the 2021 Hall of Fame too. Right. So they're literally combining classes. So do you need the headliner from 2020 necessarily when you're gonna have a headliner right. for 2021? Yeah, I'd, I'd say maybe maybe they're saving. I mean, he's probably working on you know films and stuff like that too but yeah i, I figured you, you could save that for for the next one well to me the next time maybe they save that to hollywood you know if they don't have the rock no, yeah okay yeah, if yeah. they don't have the rock yeah. is my disclaimer to that uh maybe they save that because obviously batista's been in movies you can show some drax right. the destroyer type stuff you can show all these clips and then induct him into hollywood and be the headliner there so i think this is kind of a smart move from wwe to save the headliner because they're not selling tickets to this hall of fame anyway oh okay yes you know that's <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Brandon, for some reason, can't stand the yeah. Hall of Fame, and it's fan, it's fans like Brandon that make me not like the Hall of Fame because <laughs> Brandon can't sit there and listen to these amazing speeches from people's careers. I love it, but it's just you know sometimes it can go a little bit. I mean, you remember? I mean, I love the guy. I mean, but uh, what, uh, Mr. T. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. T, not Booker T. Booker T? T? Yeah. Mr. T. Just, Mr. My, T, yeah, you know what I mean. When I bought my mama a house. Mama. And like, yeah, he just went off about like, his mom. Yeah, his mom, like her whole life. But just you, like, know, right, you know who did cool. a really good job, though? When, yeah. uh, they cut him off finally with Kane. <laughs> and <laughs> Kane came out to induct Paul Bearer. And his exact yeah. words were, Mr. T was talking so much about his mama that I could, didn't have time to talk about my daddy. Uh, yeah. And uh, the way he said that was very charming and very like, like my parent is, uh, you know, kayfabe, obviously. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought that was really cool. I thought when he did that, like it was like a good way to cut Mr. T off without necessarily uh, embarrassing him. Right. Like if Brandon Brown was a speech, it would have been Mr. T speech. It was just long and unnecessary. <laughs> Like there, there is. I do want to see. I do want to see the Bellas get inducted live. Like I think that would be. Neat. Well, the Bellas are 
obviously will probably be inducted this year. So you, so the one ticket time the Brandon one, would have yeah, bought the tickets. One that I wanted the to one see time Brandon yeah. would have bought tickets to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. It ain't happening. It so, happened, so karma's so a bitch. Good. I'm good. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, who do you think's headlining? I mean, if it's not Daniel Bryan, right? Because obviously that's a headliner right there, right? If it yeah. is, um, but who would be the headliner for 2021 if it's not Daniel Bryan? Probably the NWO. No, because that's 2020. I don't know. Eric Bischoff? Maybe they'll split him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Weren't they we talking about Bischoff explain, or something? Yeah, Eric Bischoff's yeah. going into the WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, so as that's well. huge. Uh, yeah, which, that's let's talk about that. Talking Smack. Paul Haven is amazing. Amazing. Talking Smack might be better than the BTE, and I'm going to get heat for saying that. Because uh-huh. Talking Smack, Paul Heyman comes on and says, Congrats to Eric Bischoff. You might think that I would have a problem with it, but Eric Bischoff is one of the most influential people in professional wrestling history and deserves it. There's only three people, really, that changed the professional wrestling industry in the 90s, and he basically went Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff, and Paul Heyman. And then, of course, he brings it, heals it back out, and he goes, It's so funny, though, in 2021, only one of those names is still relevant and still in the main event pick with the universal champion Roman Reigns. <laughs> and the way it's like such a classic heel move. And Paul Heyman also, Caleb Braxton says something quote unquote stupid to him. And he goes, he looks at the camera and he addresses the Charlie Caruso um, being let go by WWE pretty soon, kind of mm. running out the rest of her contract rumors. And he goes, we let go of the wrong female analyst. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Oh, amazing! Yes. Amazing, but uh, yeah, Brent, let's oh, get like, into it. Let yeah. Let's get Caleb into Braxton's it. Bay. I love Caleb Braxton; she's amazing. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about it. Um, pull up the fast lane card. WWE Fast Lane 2021. Wow, I would have just tuned out off of that <laughs> introduction right there. WWE Fast Lane 2021. There we go. Oh man. All right, so we got some fire matches. Well, kind of. This is this is kind of weird for me. This this event because it's like Why? they could do some. Because it's like it's weird because it feels fast like lane. they no, can no, no. swerve, but it's like oh, this is kind of just filler. It is fast lane, and this is thing. where I have the critique for for professional wrestling fans right here. Uh-huh. Why is everyone tell me like oh, fa- when fast lane didn't have a card? They were like, oh, it's going to be a sucky pay-per-view. I don't even care. <laughs> now that it has a card, people still have the skepticism. It is the pay-per-view before WrestleMania. <laughs> there is no way this is going to be a bad pay-per-view. If you pay attention, <sighs> this is literally going to be the final stop on the road to WrestleMania because this is going to set all the pieces into motion. How is it going to be bad? There is no way it can be bad. Right. All right. But did they... Then they kind of already announced sort of like the big the big matches. Okay, but then so you're like, but then literally, this is my my thing. On Monday, everybody uh-huh. was like, "Well, this is stupid because Fastlane doesn't. No matches are announced for WrestleMania. Nobody. There's no <laughs> card announced for Fastlane. Wait, I thought you wanted mystery and intrigue, and then all of a sudden they give it. So okay, now they give you the card in one night. They set up a lot of matches for WrestleMania, a lot of matches uh-huh. for Fastlane. Now people are like, "Well, no, they gave away some moves. I don't know if it's what what's going to make you happy because obviously nothing's going to make you happy." You're, you're, everyone's sitting there playing armchair Booker. They know these things are are so are set in stone. Yet the WrestleManias that I've seen that have had the weakest card have become the best. The ones that had the biggest, you know, the biggest hype for them become the worst. WrestleMania 34. There was so much hype going to WrestleMania 34. WrestleMania 34 didn't deliver. WrestleMania 31, quote unquote, had a weak card, and it was one of the best WrestleManias of all time. 
So again, shut your mouth and like literally just watch this crap. This is my, that's my point. I will even say, well, let's talk about this match right off the bat. Yeah. Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Braun Strowman yes, versus happening. Shane McMahon literally was probably the worst feud last week. Literally, I was like, this is horrible. <laughs> Shane McMahon cut a terrible promo. After what they did on Raw, going into Fastlane, I'm excited for this match. I'm excited because I don't think everyone's saying, well, this match wasn't on the, um, is yeah. not on the website. It's things like that. Cool. I'm glad that we don't know what's going on. But I think we all know that this is probably going to lead to Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. And hey, I could be wrong on that. Maybe somebody, a returning super, maybe Shane McMahon brings back Brock Lesnar to face Braun Strowman at WrestleMania instead. Like, there's mm. so many different directions they can go here. And the fact that, like, we don't have fans to spoil things, it creates a level <laughs> of intrigue because we could, we could all be wrong. But right. since we're going for bets here, I think what happens is <laughs> if this match happens... I think this ends in some sort of DQ finish. I don't know who's going to oh. win, but I will say this is a DQ finish and going to extend the feud to WrestleMania. I'm picking Shane on Mac to win, right? I could see don't it. Don't call a lot of people. Get your money. Uh, Get your money. I would say Braun wins by DQ, if I had to guess, <laughs> by Shane cheating. All right. Uh, there, there is one match I'm, I'm a little bit intrigued by because I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. And that's the uh, Alexa Bliss versus Orton. It's not obvious to you? No, I, I, I'm kind of like, it, this I'm is kind of excited vehicle, to see what's going on. This is a vehicle for The Fiend to come back as far as I'm concerned. Okay. The Fiend comes back tonight at Fastlane. The Fiend uh, sets up, the match gets set up for WrestleMania, Randy Orton versus The Fiend. Because that is ultimately what we're building for. If you don't see that, then you're probably branded but <laughs> <laughs> wrestlemania the fiend versus uh randy orton i think it's going to be an amazing match we've had a huge build up off of this um i'm excited to see how they get there because remember a lot of people mistake the word Wait, obvious for there. boring yeah people say it's because it's obvious it's boring right it was obvious kofi kingston would win at wrestlemania 35 it was obvious becky lynch would win at 35 um what was the other title match it was obvious seth rollins was going to win right these were mm. obvious things that were going to happen but the way they got there was so amazing in storyline that's where again I tell people like just because you know the finish doesn't mean you don't you, you know how they're gonna get there. Um, to me, the fiend's coming back. I think Alexa Bliss is probably gonna be in a compromising position. I can see her kind of like in the turnbuckle, looking up at Randy, Randy Orton coming for blood kind of thing, and the lights go out, and the fiend's <laughs> behind them, that sort of thing. I can see it happening. We've been building anticipation for The Fiend coming back that I don't think there's any way that this will go wrong. And I'll be even more excited if The Fiend has like an alteration to his look, if there's mm -hmm. something that happens here, because I think um, Bray Wyatt's smart enough to know that he doesn't just come back as The Fiend the same. Especially like he was burned and all of that. Like there's like, he's going to add some nuances to this. Yeah, um, I have a lot of trust in Bray Wyatt and for WWE listening to Bray Wyatt's suggestions and it's Randy Orton. Randy Orton has a lot of a stroke as well in the WWE. So it's like, there's no way to me, this can be bad. All right. Perfect example. Kyle says, pe people thought it was, Kyle says people thought it was obvious that Roman was going to beat Brock at WrestleMania a few years ago. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Remember WrestleMania 34? It definitely was going to beat Brock. Actually, WrestleMania 31, they thought he was going to beat Brock. And then freaking Seth Rollins cashed in 34. They thought Roman's beating Brock cashed in again. 
And uh, people saying maybe Bray and Bo Dallas return. I, I almost don't want to speculate <laughs> yeah. about Bo Dallas because people have been guessing Bo Dallas is going to join Bray Wyatt for like five years now. I'm over it. That's almost as bad as the people who keep guessing <laughs> that Ronda Rousey is going to come back, you know? <laughs> Not naming names. I still want to believe. Names. I believe, damn it. But anyway. I pick Alexa Bliss to win. Still You're picking Alexa Bliss to win. That's right. Okay, I, I would I would agree with that. I will go with Alexa Bliss winning, but I think that's because of the Fiend's involvement. If not, <laughs> if it's not a winner, I think you know you end on a on a screwy finish with no, no, not even a DQ. Just just Fiend shows up and there's like it's just thrown out completely. Right, how about these workhorse cats, Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura? I think this is a really good bump to uh on the road to wrestlemania for seth rollins versus cesaro because I, I think that's obvious that we're getting to seth rollins versus cesaro mm-hmm. at wrestlemania for uh cesaro's coronation if you will um i think it's i think seth rollins has done an amazing job of building up guys uh kudos to seth rollins he's literally at a point where he's building his friends you know what i mean like he's building guys who should be there and he's using his star value to bring them up with him um cesaro is is over as a huge baby face to that same sentence. What were mm-hmm. they doing with Shinsuke Nakamura? Because he, they started building him in the same path of Cesaro, and then all of a sudden, they, <laughs> he just kind of went and disappeared. So to me, it's like they're not doing him any favors here. If you're asking me in my opinion, I think 100% um, Shinsuke Nakamura wins with some Cesaro involvement. Wow. I think this is literally a situation where Cesaro comes in, beats up Seth Rollins, because then it shows you that Cesaro can beat you know, it's again, you got to think about it in storyline. It shows you that Cesaro is capable of beating Seth Rollins, right? If he's able to kind of like, you know, come in, hit the neutralizer or, or something like that. And then Shinsuke, you know, pins Seth Rollins off of that. It's just like it builds up momentum for the feud. And then, of course, Seth goes, Cesaro, you son of a bitch, come back here. You know, that's, that's that whole thing. And like crawl it into the ropes and stuff like that. And Cesaro could just go, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like into the camera. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But, um, I think that's where we're going. I think that I think it's a good opportunity to build, keep building Shinsuke. Um, I think don't drop the ball on Shinsuke because he was getting. You have an opportunity here for Seth Rollins not to lose any momentum, and for Cesaro and Shinsuke to gain momentum. I'm picking. I'm picking Seth to win this because you're an idiot. Because yeah, because I'm trying to get you know the chat some money. But who wins that mania, <laughs> Seth Rollins or Cesaro? It's got to be Cesaro, and it's got to be Cesaro clean. It has to be. It, to, the payoff to this feud has to be Cesaro winning. Because Seth can eat a pin. Seth doesn't get affected. If Seth gets squashed, okay, I'll tell you like this. WrestleMania happens. Ding, ding, ding. Seth runs at Cesaro. He catches him in a neutralizer, or like, a, what do you call it? Like, throws him up and hits the uh, uppercut, yeah. and then uh, hits a neutralizer and pins him. Understand that Seth Rollins is still Seth Rollins. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? I'm mm. not saying they should bury Seth Rollins. I'm just trying to show you that even if they hit the uh, shock win where Seth Rollins gets no offense, yeah. he still is good coming out of this feud. So if you got someone that white hot that is able to sustain the loss, why wouldn't you use that to build Cesaro? Mm. What does it do to have Seth Rollins beat Cesaro? Nothing. It buries Cesaro. Seth freaking Rollins. Right, but it buries Cesaro. <laughs> If Seth Rollins loses, no one gets buried. Cesaro is made as a star. All right. Speaking of buried, how about Mustafa Ali? 
United States champion riddle. I don't know about this one, man. I, have I mean, two. I want to believe in retribution, but it's like, it's like believing in Brandon being a moral person. It's like you want it, but it's like it's never ultimately going to happen. Okay. Um, I want to believe retribution, man. Yeah. What did Kenny say, Brandon? Seth can deserve, uh, deserve a loss. He put over his friends, and it's a good thing former all-out champion Seth is. Okay, yes, exactly. Um, right, and Kyle says it amazingly. The feud feels like a Seth Rollins feud. Uh, a Seth Rollins feud is what he said. Uh, Cesaro needs to look strong to solidify him as someone that belongs on this stage. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly it. He needs to, you know... The young line needs to beat the old line in the sense. And we're not talking, obviously, about age. We're talking about status, right? Cesaro's the young up-and-comer. He should have been on this stage. This is a vehicle to get him to that stage. And that's how you get him there. But um, going going back to the match that I obviously don't want to talk about. Um, Matt Riddle, or just Riddle, over um, Riddle facing... Um, damn, that's to tell you how much I hate retribution. <laughs> hating, <laughs> facing uh, Mustafa Ali. Here, here's my one side of the coin, and then you know the other side of the coin. Here, the first side of the coin is retribution needs this, right? Mustafa Ali. They've been having this losing streak, Matt. Uh, the whole right. thing going on. They need this to solidify retribution, right? If he doesn't win, retribution's <laughs> done. It, it's literally done. So in that sense, I want to say. Mustafa Ali. But then you got the other side of the coin to me that says, guys, it's obvious Retribution's not working. Retribution was hot summer 2020. You had them destroying the ring. Like, who are these people, right? Now it's a group of people who are legitimate superstars, amazing, amazing performers and workhorses, all being buried under a gimmick. And I don't use the word, I use that word lightly. I don't say, I'm not, you, Brandon, tell you, I ain't the uh, internet <laughs> wrestling community. I don't just say, oh, someone lost, so they're buried. I understand that buried means a constant, constant piling on of the dirt. Literally, buried, right? Yeah, retribution's but. buried. <laughs> Mustafa Ali's the only person that even looks remotely strong, and it, to me, this is just a waste of his talent. So to me, have Riddle win, and have... Uh, Mustafa Ali get frustrated and say this is over and finally turn on Retribution and end this. Because I want Mia Yim. I want Dominic Dijakovic. I want these people. I don't want T-Bar and, and, and G-Bar and, and G-Spot and and whatever the hell their names are. <laughs> wait, but don't you think well, like see, they look, need look, to be... look, Jeff Samuel yeah. says, wait, wait, to add this in before you say that. Yeah. Sup, Kenny and Brandon. T-Bar changed his name on Twitter. He said something's going to happen oh. on tonight. Uh, oh, feast your snap. eyes. So Dominic Dijakovic, feast your eyes. That's what I'm saying. End this crap. you got okay. people, like literally, if you break up Retribution and you put Mia Yim in the women's division, you put Dominic Dijakovic in the Intercontinental title, U.S. title div um, division, you have stars. About, Mustafa uh, Ali. What the <laughs> What's that? What about the other guy? Someone said not G-Spot. <laughs> Alex, what, you don't know what a G-Spot is, right? Uh, <laughs> Just kidding. But um, What were you talking about? Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember his name. With the dreads. Oh, I'm my saying. God. What's his name? What happens to that guy? Holy crap. Slapjack? Slapped. <laughs> no. I can't remember his name either. Uh, Shane Thorne? 
Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. You see, that's the bad part. But at least you give <laughs> you them an see? opportunity. No, no, no. At least it's an opportunity to do something different, right? Because right now it's either barrier or or etc. So if you have a choice of burial or try something new, try something new. Yeah. Which is why I'm kicking you off this show eventually. Because it's like, <laughs> why am I going to bury myself with use my co-host when I, I be, talking to myself would be much better. Yeah. I yeah I gotta I gotta go riddle to to pick up the win with this. I mean, he just got the title sort of. I feel like he needs a whole right. Do, I feel like they're building to him. Yeah. He can have a good WrestleMania moment because like look everything aside because IWC hates Riddle. Riddle's over. Riddle's over like Rover, right? Forget his personal life. Riddle is over on TV. And so to me, it's like you don't take this away from him. And I hope I'm crossing my fingers, right? You know, Keith Lee's injury or whatever's going on in his personal life. I hope it's not too, too much because to me, it's like if Keith Lee can win that title at WrestleMania, that would be something. But that's just hopeful. I don't think it's happening. You know, I, I want it to happen, but uh, I want Keith Lee to be the man so bad, you know? Well, before we get there, about this. Intercontinental Championship match. Big E, fake African American versus Apollo. What you just real African American? No, 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 no. Yes, because by your definition, right there, you just insulted both of them. What? Because no way. No, because Apollo Cruz is an African, whereas Big E is an African American. American being the key word there. So it's it's that's insult to both of them. First of all, <laughs> this might be the few that I'm looking forward to the most. You know why? Mm. Because you got two hungry superstars that both want to take their names to the next level. Apollo has completely revamped his character. Big E has completely stepped it up. Now he's showing that serious side when he's talking in his promos and he's mad. You know what I mean? That he's saying stuff like that. Um, it comes across as like, you brought out that psycho in me. And you brought out a side I'd, I'd try very hard not to show. So, to me, you know again, I, yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna say, say whatever I, stupid I never thing thought, you're gonna say because I, I see that look <laughs> in your face. I was just gonna say, I never thought I'd say this, but I mean, Apollo Cruz is he's he, Apollo Creed is winning me over, man. I I'm told you this. he would, but I told yeah, you, he would. I was like, what? I told you the you because you hadn't seen the Yuha Nation stuff. Yeah, now no, he's I pulling out. from that. Hey, you know, actually, of course, speaking of Yuha Nation, and, and obviously he has a Nigerian accent, I am kind of sick of hearing people say, why does he have a Nigerian accent all of a sudden? Because to me, that means my criticism is on you fans, because that means you're not paying attention to the show. They have done an amazing build of why he has an accent, right? So people are like, well, like Kofi Kingston had an accent. Kofi Kingston ain't Jamaican. Kofi Kingston is not Jamaican. That is completely different. Apollo is Nigerian. Apollo cut a promo talking about his grandfather, talking about his uh, Nigerian princes and how his grandfather was a Nigerian king. Cut a promo on how he has been hiding this side of himself to please you people. It would make <laughs> sense. And notice the subtlety. At first, he was dipping in and out of the accent. As he's gotten more delusional, He's turning up the accent even harder. He got there organically. He got there really good in kayfabe. And I'm all here for it. And I like the, um, the, the feud between Big E and Apollo because it's like you got here is a, you know, a guy who represents <laughs> everything positive and good. And then a guy who's delusional and who is like using 
you know, the same backgrounds, if you will, probably is the way to say it, but one's using it for good and one's using it to like be hurt and kind of say like, I deserved more and you didn't give it to me. I really like the shades of gray here, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So it's literally, you got a feud I'm really, really invested in because here's a feud where they're going to make stars out of each other. We talk about Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, where Seth is going to bring Cesaro up. These are two guys who are going to bring each other up, which is kind of awesome. And I almost don't give a crap who wins because to me, it's like going to be amazing either way. I personally think Big E is going to get the W here because i don't think you take the title off of them i think something's gonna happen maybe the match doesn't even happen maybe they get in a backstage Mm -hmm. brawl or something but to me you have apollo win it at wrestlemania oh that would be a bigger oh it's gonna fix the pick you know what no i'm sticking with a pick i'm picking apollo to to come away with it it would make sense you know why i can accept you saying apollo because if apollo wins you can have Biggie in his hometown of Tampa win it back right. at WrestleMania. Yeah. There are really different routes that you can go here. And that's where I say this is one of those feuds where it doesn't matter which round, which road you go on, the journey is going to be awesome either way. So um, this is probably my going to be the one I look forward to the most. Yeah. All right. We got a, we got a slobber knocker. Drew McIntyre. Versus Sheamus, no holds barred match. Another one, another one where I say there's no way this match can be bad, and that's where I say look at the card on Fast Lane. There are literally matches that can't be bad. Um, Sheamus <laughs> and and Drew McIntyre, obviously with the matches they've already had, they're gonna bring each other up. They're gonna make sure both get put over well because they're friends. When when they're friends, what does that also mean? They're gonna hit as hard as they possibly can because there there's gonna be no hard feelings here. You know? Do, do we need some color in this match? We need some juicing? I think you do, but like at the same time, it's like I don't want Drew going into WrestleMania with a big cut in his head. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's a weird thing to say, but I think here is, is where you have. Uh, Drew beat Sheamus down at the end of the match. I'm talking about like chairs that just beat, show that aggression because we got to get to Drew McIntyre versus Lashley, right? You have to have a situation where Drew looks strong going into WrestleMania. Whether he wins or loses, that's not for us to discuss right now because I personally, I'm I'm torn on that match, by the way, just so you know, because there's an argument. I want to see Drew have his moment, but then it's like, well, but Lashley is so strong right now and he finally got his moment that I don't want to see him lose it. So it's like, I don't know where to go with this. Uh, but that's a different story for a different day. Here, I think you're going to have a hard-hitting match. I think you need. I think it's obvious Drew gets the W. That's my opinion. And I think he needs to beat the crap out of Sheamus at the end of that match. Yeah, this is looking like a, like a Drew win here. He's got like, to look strong there. Up against the almighty Bobby Lashley. Right, exactly. He's got to go in strong. And they've done a good job with Lashley. Um, amazing job with Lashley. Now we got women's tag team action: Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Sasha Banks, Bianca Belair. Oh, what's going on? I like the storyline. A lot of people don't. I think Reginald is a huge uh, anomaly. You're digging in the this. stuff. I'm, I'm liking it because there's a lot of ways this can go. Because obviously he's a uh, nice, nice little, little, uh, 
little boy right now. I don't know. I don't even know how to say it. Like he's a little, little bitch boy. I don't know. That's what I wanted, wanted to say. But uh, you know, he's uh he's paired up with Naya right now. But it's obvious he's like yeah. Sasha. He's got the lust for Sasha. You know that sort of thing. Um, you know, it's like, do we go obvious here? Because I think the obvious route is. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair winning the titles and having a conflict oh. going into WrestleMania where they lose it back maybe right before. To me, this is where night one and night two of WrestleMania can really kind of play a factor, right? What I mean by that is I keep having this scenario in my head of like, why couldn't they defend the titles, t- women's tag team titles on night one and then face each other on night two? That's kind of oh. where I'm like, we can play with that, with that um, dynamic here. But then, like, I feel like it becomes the obvious dynamic of like, oh, the uh, the odd couple winning the titles, and then, but they're in a conflict with each other. So, are they really going to be able to coexist? I don't know. I think somewhere. I don't know if it's tonight. I don't know if it's down the road. Um, but I feel that somewhere along the way, Reginald gets paired up with Sasha Banks. Sasha turns heel and says you know i deserve someone like a reginal and this this and that and then bianca Belair comes in as a strong baby face because there's no way to me this ha- this needs to be a baby face versus baby face match it's my opinion um right, I'm, I'm that being said the, uh, yeah i don't know that being said i don't i, I don't know you know I think, you know, you have a good case for, I don't know, just, I'm just, go, I'll go with Sasha Banks and, and Bianca Belair winning. Ah. Because, I'm going to, I'm just take the Hail Mary and I think they're going to take the belt. All right, people, if you want to, if you actually want to make some money, you go, with, you go with the so-called lock right here. Nia Jax, Dana Baszler, <laughs> this is this filler match, baby. This is filler. They're gonna they're gonna put in their little moves there, and then and then Sasha and Bianca are gonna get sassy with each other, and then they're gonna face off at the big show. You know? I guess my my concern is like if Nia and Shayna win, where do they go? Oh, they they are not worried about that. Man. Yeah, <laughs> but, but later. But no, no, no. The reason I'm worried about it is because then it becomes like what the pre-show match, because Probably. it's like they're just gonna have like nobody really face it face them. There's oh, like what a about risk. Tamina and uh it, again, that's not gonna be a, like a main they don't right. have enough time to build it as well. I don't know. They, again, you know, we have so many different factors, you know. I'm gonna ask this right now. You think Becky Becky Lynch is showing up at Fastlane? We forget that she could that, be yeah. involved, you know. Now is now she can kind of maybe come back. You know, or are they gonna save her for the night after WrestleMania? I actually have a theory. Let's see if I'm correct. I think Bailey comes out at WrestleMania. Cuts a promo because you don't need to build Becky Lynch, right? You just have Bailey come out and go, "Ding dong, hello!" It wouldn't be WrestleMania without Bailey. Bailey, you know, I'm here. I want a match. I don't care against who. Give me somebody. Cue Becky Lynch's music. All she has to do oh. is come out and get it like a squash, <laughs> you know. And and, and people are gonna baby. people are gonna hate it because they're gonna be like, "Oh, how have they squash Bailey?" Becky Lynch is a strong enough character, and so is Bailey that it can happen. And Bailey just comes out like a because she's a chicken shit heel, which is why when people don't have don't like chicken shit heels, I always like say why don't you? Because now you have Bailey basically for weeks that she can say I wasn't ready for Becky Lynch, I wasn't ready for that. I was hoping somebody else would come out. Like I was, I prepared for people on the roster. Becky Lynch was on, we just had a baby. Why would I think she was coming out? You know, <laughs> this is a travesty. You know that sort of thing. Um, 
that's where I think that's again that's, that's my my scenario. But um, anyway, I don't know why I got off on the tangent there, but he's <laughs> feeling it. I was feeling it. Damn it! It's called passion and emotion, Brandon. You should look into it sometime. Speaking of emotion, <laughs> how about the Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan? I don't even care where this goes. Uh, it's good either way. That's that's my opinion pretty much on this whole card. Except of Riddle versus Mustafa Ali. But <laughs> I think... Um, I mean, you can't have the travel team tap wait, wait, it out. Wait, wait, Hollis, Hollis. And you know, I've, I saw my, you know, obviously a, a woman give birth. I have a child. So what, you say too soon for Lynch. I'm sorry, but the time WrestleMania hits, it's only been four months. I'm telling you listen to what i'm telling you i'm not saying she's gonna have a whole match i'm just saying she comes in and squashes bailey in two seconds that notice, notice where i went with that i didn't talk about a 20 minute barn burner i didn't say that i just literally said she comes out you know hits hits the classics sends the fans home happy right and we're not here to argue the second part you say <laughs> i think it's a mom it's a shit move we're not going to argue that because especially right now during the pandemic there's an argument that you know it's easier to travel in and out right now do you know what i mean Look, they're performers. They understand the sacrifice. I'm not going to get into their personal lives. That's what I'm saying. You better make the fans happy. But going back to the Universal title, um, I don't think this is going to be bad either way. I don't care who wins. I don't care what happens. You got Edge Edge as the special enforcer who had an amazing match on SmackDown. Edge is going to add an element of surprise that's going to be amazing. Daniel Bryan's the best at being the underdog in in these type of matches as a baby face roman reigns has done an amazing job as the like dominant heel how are you gonna have a bad match there's no way i'm saying this about everything apparently but there's no way you can have a bad match <laughs> what do i think happens he's hyped about Fastlane. i'm hyped about Fastlane, and i'm wow, upset that, that most it. people aren't okay <laughs> no. but what happens here obviously roman gets the w i don't think roman should lose the title going into wrestlemania do I think something screwy happens? Maybe. I think something, you can have a situation where, you know, Roman Reigns, you know, I'm giving you a scenario. Obviously, it's not going to be exactly like this, but like Roman Reigns spits it in uh, Edge's face. Edge is like incensed. He goes to run for the spear. Roman goes out of the way. Bam! Daniel Bryan takes the spear, right? So now you have a situation where Roman gets, you know, pins Daniel Bryan. He's looking up at uh, Edge, and Edge is just pissed off because he has to do one, two, damn it, three, and like walk out and be like pissed off that he had to do that when he caused the situation. Because one, it makes Edge look strong as a... Because uh, obviously Edge can ha- just hit the spear, finishing yeah. move, right? So, and then Roman looks like a chicken shit heel, even though we know he's a dominant badass. Um, and then Daniel Bryan has uh, room to say, you screwed me. Then we could take it to a triple threat match at WrestleMania. I ultimately think it's headed to a, a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Why? Because I think there's a way to get the title off of Roman without him eating the uh, pinfall. That's the thing, though. Like, do, do they do that? Man? Do you take there, the title off There's Roman ways you can go here, right? A lot of people don't see this one coming, right? What if Edge doesn't win at WrestleMania and then turns on Daniel Bryan? As in, like, turns heel. Because y- y'all forget that Edge's, most of Edge's career, he was a, he was a heel. And he's comfortable, more comfortable as a heel. But then we hit the argument. It's like, can he be a heel at this stage of his career? I think he can. Because I thought the same thing about Daniel Bryan. How can he be a heel? He's the, you know, came back after neck surgery and all of that. Daniel Bryan had a better run as a heel, the planet's champion, 
and it led to him losing to Kofi Kingston. If he wasn't that strong as a heel, Kofi's moment wouldn't have meant as much. You know, so I kind of have this feeling like, you know, hey, maybe Edge loses at WrestleMania, blames Daniel Bryan. The two of them get into a feud as with Edge as the heel. So then, then Roman, you know, so then Roman gets to remain champion. But going back to tonight, I think ultimately um, we have a situation where Roman, Roman's coming out on top, no matter what. I don't see Daniel Bryan winning a title going into WrestleMania. But hey, could be wrong. We're on the fast lane to WrestleMania. By the way, I forgot to change this. The whole episode, we're talking about fast lane. I was ready for the WWE portion with this. I, thought I didn't change it. I changed it. Look, look, look. Brandon can't see, but we're in the Thunderdome now. We're in the Thunderdome right yes. now. But anyway, Brandon, what do you think? That's fine. Got? Oh, Roman Reigns all day. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, why do we even ask that question? Yeah. What kind of question is this? We even ask it here. Yeah. What are you talking about here? What's going on? Huh? Right, Roman Reigns. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got three different ways they can do this. I absolutely agree. But then, you know, Brandon, I, I think that's it for Fastlane, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it for Fastlane. I mean, I that's all. again, I think the overall summary for Fastlane is what we see here. There is no way this can be a bad pay-per-view. This is the first one on Peacock. There are going to be more eyes on it than normally. You know, so this is the only hybrid pay-per-view, the only pay-per-view that's going to be on Peacock and the WWE Network in the U.S., uh, there's no way that they're going to start off their relationship with Peacock with a bad pay-per-view. They're going into WrestleMania, <laughs> which is the hottest show of the year, which again is going to be exclusively on Peacock. So they want to impress with that pay-per-view. Again, all signs lead to Fastlane being a really, really good pay-per-view. And I think a lot of people are going to eat their words when they say, oh, it's Fastlane. <laughs> I'm not even excited for it. A lot of people are going to eat their words. I promise you Monday morning. This is for the Peacock. I, 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 I did forget about that, that little element. Big one for them. Right. And people are saying Drew versus Sheamus, where, where is Brock possibly going to show up? I don't know. Remember, I went back to that Braun Strowman situation. I, I, I can see Shane. Like, it would, in kayfabe, I think it would make sense for a Shane McMahon to bring back Bron, Brock Lesnar, right? To face Braun Strowman. Like, hey, you pissed me off. Here you go. You know what I mean? And, and uh, can we also say, in wrapping up this episode, they're like no part timers at WrestleMania. This is the first mm-hmm. time that, especially going into WrestleMania, barring something changing, we have two active members of the roster as WWE and Universal Champion. That, that, that's what the people wanted, this right? This is what we wanted, right? They and were I still tired hear complaints, of the, the part-timers. But yeah. I still hear complaints. So this is exactly what we wanted. WWE's building stars. We got star-making qualities here with Cesaro, with um, Big E, with Apollo Crews. We have all these characters being set up on the right path. I still hear complaining. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> and then I also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, I didn't see it coming, by the way. Yeah. The New Day winning the tag team titles, the Raw tag team titles, and then AJ Styles oh, yeah. and Omos coming out. Omos, Omos sorry. <laughs> Omos coming out and AJ saying like, hey, we're going to, we're going to, I mean, the only title I haven't won is the tag team titles. And with this seven foot monster, I'm going to win it. I mean, that would be cool if, if yeah, I, th- I think they the have to do yeah. it because the New Day can eat the loss, be fine because they're the freaking New Day. Yeah, and new two, day. you got Omas debuting at WrestleMania, which is huge. I think the last person I can remember debuting at WrestleMania is freaking Big E, at least one that stands out in my mind. Um, winning the tag team titles in your first match at a WrestleMania is perfect for Omas because he's been the definition of less is more. You build him with moments and then you turn the volume up really, really fast. 
they've, they're doing a good job with Omos. WWE is actually in a really good state, and a lot of people are not realizing it. So I think you get AJ Styles as, as a overall Grand Slam champion with that. You get Omos winning the tag team titles, and he's, you get a future star built there. And, you know, it's money. It's money. This, this WrestleMania is going to be good. WrestleMania, <laughs> if you really listen to it, they've built so many storylines going into this WrestleMania. Involve no part-timers. <laughs> This is exactly what you've been asking for, WWE Universe. And wrestling Twitter, you still you're still bitching. Stop. I mean, is it gonna be good or is that the money talking? <laughs> it has to be good. You spent all this money on tickets. Brandon, I'm about to sell your ticket right now because there's no way I'm gonna be in a pod letting you breathe up all my air when you're a waste of oxygen. Oh man. Be great. But you know, anyway. Oh man, I hope they don't make us mask you have to wear a mask brandon and even if you're even if you don't if they say last minute like hey if you're vaccinated you gotta wear a mask i'm still making you wear a mask because i don't like you but anyway (laughs) guys thank you for listening or watching episode 118 uh while you're still here please give a thumbs up like this episode help us out subscribe i'm gonna be trying some new things on our youtube ski uh so stay tuned i might be doing something a little bit after fast lane uh stay tuned for that uh hopefully because i might have to build a fence today which is a different story for a different day Ooh, keep it in no that's to keep you out um but anyway Brandon, you come over fast lane. You can watch come fat watch fast lane with me. Wow, wow! Why even ask? Why even ask? I gotta be a hero. I gotta be a hero today. Come over afterwards. Uh, We got we got the big stuff coming up. You know. (laughs) Anyway, I I don't know why I bought this man a ticket, Brandon. I'm just gonna hand you, Brandon. I'm just gonna hand you the money I owe you, and I'm gonna sell your ticket. (laughs) Okay. All right. It's come to that. But anyway, thank you guys for watching this episode 118. We'll see you next week.